Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of air anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts. Fresh and hot every day, and the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, Brewers Outlet, open until 9 tonight. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. The service department, service parts... Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. But also, we encourage you to go online and check out the great product lines at Sunbury Motors because the opportunity to buy is going to be there. And when it is, it'll be go time for you, okay? Great to have you with us on the show today. We're going to have Barrett Solis, CBS Sports, on the show today. The King is on today as well. Now, do we have, uh, let's see, I think Matt is putting something together on news, I believe. Is that correct? So we have Mike on the other end here today? It's Mark. Oh, Mark. Marco, how are you, buddy? I'm all right. Uh, He is working on something that I know the governor had a uh, press conference earlier, so he's working on that, and we'll have something on the air. There you go. Well, it's great to have you on. Well, thanks. Appreciate uh, you being here today. And uh, we'll talk with uh, Barrett Salee, uh, get into college football, and the king is on today. We're going to do some trivia today, which will be fun. Well, Matt uh, the... has his questions here ready for you. so He does? Oh, yes. Well, why don't you give me the answers <laughs> now? I was going to say, I could spoil the whole thing for him. <laughs> you can give me the answers now. And then, uh, and then uh, when the t- time comes, then it'll be great. Okay, so a man in New Haven, Connecticut, was arrested earlier this week after breaking into a downtown restaurant and helping himself to thousands of dollars worth of food and liquor over the course of four days. Can you believe this? The burglar, identified as Luis Angel Ortiz, was first reported to the authorities after the manager at Sol de Cuba Cafe found Ortiz asleep inside the restaurant on Tuesday. Officers responded to find Ortiz down on the street in possession of a bottle of the restaurant's rum. After reviewing the security footage, police determined Ortiz had broken into the cafe on Saturday and helped himself over the course of four days to the restaurant's food, liquor, and beer, while also removing beverages and property from the restaurant. He's accused of drinking or stealing 70 bottles of liquor according to the uh, estimate from the management. He's been charged with both burglary and larceny in the third degree, as well as criminal mischief. He also had a previous warrant for failure to appear in the second uh, degree. 
As of Wednesday, he was awaiting an arraignment hearing in New Haven Superior Court. The Connecticut State Department of Correction currently lists him as being detained at the New Haven Correction Center, where, by the way, he's still he's getting more free meals. So, so there you go. Uh, that's what's. Uh, well, people just, apparently want their liquor these days because the uh, in Pennsylvania they had to get some of the state workers so they could continue the online sales. Things weren't going well enough, and people were wanting their liquor. Yeah. So evidently. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's one story. Now, let's get to another story that's very much sports-related, and the very much sports-related story deals with uh, the G League now becoming a major alternative to going to college. And Isaiah Todd, who had been... Uh, committed to Michigan, decided that uh, he uh, was going to pull out of his commitment to Michigan. Well, he's now opted for the G League, Isaiah Todd, for the G League Developmental League. This is back-to-back days. I got Jalen Green yesterday. And there are three other top prospects to say they're thinking about the G League as well. Now, the NCAA has waived test scores for freshman eligibility. They're waiving the standardized test score requirement for incoming freshman student-athletes in both Division One and Two for 2021. Uh, students who expect to graduate from high school in time to enroll in a Division One school this Coming academic year will be academically eligible by earning a combined 2.3 grade point average in the 10 NCAA-approved core courses with a combined 7 in English, math, and science prior to the start of their senior year. There's a 2.2 GPA requirement in 10 NCAA-approved core courses for Division II schools. The same GPA requirements were applied to international students and they must complete at least 10 core courses prior to the start of their senior year. So we're going to waive the SAT, ACT scores. We've talked about D.J. Carton, the guard out of Ohio State, who had took a leave of absence citing mental health and then in March just decided to transfer. Well, he's going to end up at Marquette. He has made uh, the move. He has decided to join uh, Steve Wojciechowski. They want him to replace Marcus Howard, the Big East all-time leading scorer. So D.J. Carton is going to go to Marquette. He leaves the Big Ten. Uh, Arnaldo Toro transferred from George Washington to St. John's. And also Wake Forest men's basketball, Ian DuBose will play as a grad transfer from Houston Baptist. And Isaiah Wilkins announced that uh, he will transfer as well, leaving Virginia Tech. So, 
It look, in fact, I think Wilkins. I think I think he's going to go to Wake Forest. And you know, it's interesting. The I've got to find give credit where credit's due. Talking about players who move up spots, divisions to the next level. You know, in other words, they go from being a low major to a mid major. They go from a mid major to power five. And I guess of the top, I think it was John Rothstein that put this together. Of the top 50, only two of them averaged over 12 points a game, which I found to be interesting. And a couple of other notes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Greg Schiano at Rutgers helping players and families uh, affected by coronavirus. Now, you're talking about the State University of New Jersey. Uh, Schiano spoke for roughly 25 minutes. He said, I think we've had players that have lost people to the virus. That's sad. Things you don't even think about like they have uh, to do a virtual family service for their loved one. Those are hard things. Um, The university has barred students from returning to campus till at least August 14th. Shiano did not know if that would apply to the football team if that date stood. He refused to speculate about possible scenarios for the upcoming season. If there is one, he he does. He says he has contingency plans. And uh, he uh, said that the stay-at-home mandate has increased his use of video conference calling, and he plans to use it more, which I think a lot of coaches feel that way. I think now that they've understood uh, how Zoom works, because I I thought that um, Pat Chambers said it best on the show yesterday. You know, it used to be you'd text somebody, so it comes across, and it's a text, and there it is, and... You know, also you look at the text, and there it is in in uh, black and white, and you can read it, and then you can respond to it. But there's something to having the ability to talk to somebody, and you see them. And I know that with my family, my entire family did Zoom on Easter Sunday. Now sometimes it cut in and out a little bit. But it was great to see everybody together. And I think that's what, you know, what Shiano's talking about. Doing more video conferencing like that, that is going to become more the norm, I think, than anything else. Because now you can talk to, you know, you feel like you're now t- talking to them face to face. Coaches like that. I think anybody likes that. I think anybody likes that. Meanwhile, a Georgia staffer, Jeremy Klosky, is out of the hospital. Six-week battle with coronavirus. He is the video coordinator, by the way, for Georgia football. So that's good news there. Here in Center County, uh, we talk about this every day. Uh, let's get to the bad news. After all this, Center County recorded its first death today. Uh, 
somebody who had been in the hospital for a while and did unfortunately pass away. But the number of cases here in Center County is this, it has stayed the same. Uh, it is 73 today, which means there was no change from yesterday. So in the last six days in Center County, you've had a change of zero, 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 plus two, plus one, and zero. So that's what you've seen in Center County in the last six days. Change of zero, change of zero, change of zero, plus two, a plus one, and now zero. So that's the way it is here as uh, we pass along the news as to what's going on here. Um, And, of course, the blue-white game was supposed to be tomorrow. Now, tomorrow, we will have for you beginning at 1.35 tomorrow, the Penn State Coaches Show. Sandy Barber, Penn State's Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics, will be on the show. And the last half hour will be with James Franklin. And we'll talk about a wide variety of topics on the show tomorrow. Also coming up this weekend, the Michael Jordan special is coming up. It is, what, 10 parts airing over five weeks. And... Jackie McMullen wrote a story about that, and she writes, He spotted me on the edge of the dugout and bounded forward with an enthusiasm of a grade school kid who had just been let out for recess. Michael Jordan, resplendent in his Birmingham Barons pinstripes, didn't commence with any pleasantries. He got straight to the point like always. He said, Can you believe this blank, he said to me. That's the part of the NBA I don't miss at all, the drama, the jealousy, and the infighting. It was May 15, 1994. Two days earlier, the Bulls had eked out an Easter Conference semifinal playoff win over the Knicks. Coach Phil Jackson drew up the final play for Tony Kukoc, uh, opting to utilize Scottie Pippen as a decoy. An incredulous Pippen who had assumed the mantle of the Bulls' main attraction in the post-Jordan retirement, spewed some excellentives at Jackson and refused to take the floor. Kukoc then nailed the 22-footer at the buzzer, but everyone was still fixated on Pippen. Scotty's getting roasted, I said to Jordan. Everyone's calling him a quitter. By then, we had shifted to the batting cage. Jordan assumed his hitting stance and began swinging a heavy bat at a machine that was firing a stream of baseballs. Phil knew how much this would tick Scotty off, Jordan responded. I wonder why he did it. I couldn't decide which felt more surreal. Michael Jordan asking me what was going on with the Bulls or witnessing the greatest basketball player who ever lived trying to solve the riddle of a curveball in a minor league baseball park in Birmingham, Alabama. During his second time around with the Bulls, Jordan was a world-famous icon surrounded by bodyguards, marketing flax, and financial advisors. He had evolved into a brand, and he needed insulation from a relentless public thirsty for any detail, minute or grandiose about their favorite son. He carefully constructed a wall around himself, impenetrable to most outsiders. He still graciously made time for longtime journalists who once chatted with him in a batting cage. But the pure, innocent joy of the early triumphs seemed to have evaporated. 
The 10-part documentary, Last Dance, is a rare look inside Jordan's world. It unfurls some revealing details and telling anecdotes of an emotional uh, charged final season in which history repeated itself with the drama, the jealousy, and the infighting leading to the disintegration of the Bulls all over again. Very interesting. All right, great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of air anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels of the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. The Sunbury Motors Service Department, service parts, open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And also go online and check out their product lines. At some point, it's going to be go time to, to buy. And you want to have a good handle on it, especially with the interest rates that where they're going to be coming out of all this. All right. I was talking about the Jordan documentary coming up. Barrett Salee, by the way, next half hour. Uh, and and then the, the King in the final half hour with trivia. Mark Stevens is with us. Marco, great to have you with us. Good to be here. So I was talking about Last Dance with Jordan. So Jackie McMullen's writing this piece today. It's a rather involved piece. I want to go back uh, as an addendum to this. Um, so during his second time around with the Bulls, Jordan was a world-famous icon surrounded by bodyguards, marketing flags, and financial advisors. He had evolved into a brand. And he needed insulation from a restless public thirsty for any detail, minute or grandiose, about their favorite son. He carefully constructed a wall around himself impenetrable to most outsiders. He still graciously made time for longtime journalists. Okay? Uh, when he was with the Wizards, he played an exhibition game at the Jordan Center. And when it was over, uh, I was able to get a one-on-one with Doug Collins. But, you know, then again, 
mean, the connection with Doug Collins for me is is uh, I don't think people realize that Jack Ham and Doug had the same agent, became really, really good friends, and Jack and Joanne are the godparents to one of Doug Collins' daughters. So it's, I, so I've got a connection there. Um, but Jordan was also there, and they gave me a one-on-one with Michael Jordan. Okay. And somebody asked me afterward, what was he like? And so let's go back to this paragraph, because I think Jackie McMullen perfectly sums it up. Um, he evolved into a brand in the insulation from a uh, restless public thirsty for any detail. He carefully constructed a wall around himself impenetrable to others. Uh, when I did the interview with Jordan, he came out with a jacket and tie on. And every answer was the perfect answer. You know, I don't know what I, I got five, ten minutes with him, whatever it was. Somewhere. It's like in that range, maybe seven, eight minutes. And somebody said, What is he like? And I said, Well, he knows exactly who he is and what's he what what he's about. They said, Really? I said, He knows exactly who he is and he knows exactly what he's about. And and that's how it struck me. In that, that's why when I read the paragraph, I said, yeah, that's the guy I remember talking to. Now, obviously, it's the only time I ever talked to him. She writes in this, because again, the Jordan series is coming up this weekend. In his early years, Jordan could be caustic and held less gifted teammates to impossibly high standards. And yet, he was also capable of bringing levity to the team. He loved to trash talk. He craved good banter. Once in the early 90s, he he accosted me, Jackie McMullen, the moment I walked into the locker room. Jackie, he barked, what's the capital of Mississippi? I quickly replied, Jackson, suddenly grateful that my husband had a habit of ambushing me with pop quizzes. Jordan said, see, when he looked at Horace Grant, it's not that hard. It's the name of our darn coach. (laughs) By his final season with the Bulls, with the exception of Pippen and Ron Harper, whose son, by the way, now plays against Penn State at Rutgers. And Ron Harper, by the way, has made a lot of appearances here in State College at Coaches versus Cancer. By his final season with the Bulls, with the exception of Pippen and Ron Harper, it seemed the people Jordan confided in the most were not inside the locker room. He had long maintained a small circle of friends from his native North Carolina and increasingly sought their counsel. Jackie McMullen wrote that whenever I dropped into Chicago for a game, Jordan was more likely to be engaged in an animated conversation with security guard Gus Lett rather than center Luke Longley. Dennis Rodman, a key spoke in the wheel that kept the so-called last dance rolling, told Jackie McMullen and many others that he barely spoke to Jordan off the court. Rodman said, quote, we didn't need to be friends for us to win. The punctuation of Jordan's last season in Chicago was his memorable finals game win over Byron Russell in Utah. Everyone remembers the shot, but what often is forgotten is that Jordan swiped the ball free to create a memorable moment, an example of his underrated yet elite defensive instincts. How often have you heard me talk about Jordan's defense on the show? We don't talk about Jordan often, but when we do, one of the first things I mentioned was that Jordan was an elite defender. 
just like I feel like LeBron James has become an elite defender. Uh, when he nailed the shot over Russell, he exaggerated his follow-through, striking a pose, embracing the flair for the dramatic that had been chronicled over the years. Jordan nailed 28 game winners in his career. And he told Jackie McMullen that none of them had been left to chance. Jordan explained, I believed every time out I was the best. And the more shots I hit, the more it reinforced that. So when you miss, because no matter how great you are, you will miss, you don't waver because you've built yourself a nice little cushion of confidence. Now, isn't, isn't that a, that's a great quote. That is a great quote. I believed every time out I was the best. Nothing wrong with believing that. And the more shots I hit, the more it reinforced that. Of course it would. So when you miss, because no matter how great you are, you will miss. You don't waver because you've built yourself a nice little cushion of confidence. Now we've seen plenty of guys go the other way. They miss one shot and they can't seem to make another one. That's the kind of negative reinforcement that ruins guys, and that's true. It's probably Catrillo. There we go. Oh, no, Isaac, you know who that was, Mark? No, I don't. That was the suit. I just hung up on him. All right, so uh, just kidding. It wasn't the suit. Last dances, it turned out, did not signify the end of Jordan's career. He couldn't stay away, and when he suited up with the Washington Wizards at the age of 38, he could no longer seemingly scale tall buildings in a single bound. While his athleticism and skill had faded, his basketball mind was sharper than ever. He routinely met with Doug Collins before each game to detail how to best exploit the competition. Two days after Christmas in 2001, the Wizards were being pummeled by the Pacers in Indianapolis and Collins pulled Jordan after 25 minutes to rest his knees. What Collins failed to realize was Jordan, who had scored only six points, was in the midst of a streak of 866 consecutive games and double figures, an NBA record at the time. Collins didn't find out until after the game. He later recounted for filmmaker Dan Cloris that Jordan plopped down next to Collins on the team bus and asked if he had thought if he could still play. Collins assured him, he says, of course you can. In case anyone had doubts, Jordan torched Charlotte for 51 points two nights later and 45 against the Nets two nights after that. Jackie McMullen flew down to Washington unannounced in 2003 to report on Jordan's final days in the NBA. She discovered a man whose knees had betrayed him and who was clearly ready to be done. Jordan assured Jackie McMullen, quote, I can go cold turkey. I'm going to give myself a break and get back to that comfortable 249 pounds I was before. (laughs) He never played again. He became an NBA owner, remarried, moved to Florida. Jackie McMullen says they still talk from time to time. He's mentioned he's taken up skiing, an activity he enjoyed with his two younger daughters, and he says he sounds content. But once the subject turns to basketball, she says that steely resolve returns. Last year, Jackie McMullen says she interviewed Jordan about the mentality of an elite athlete and how they handle pressure. See, Mark, I had the same conversation with the suit. How does he handle the everyday pressure? Let's see if the answers match up here. 
People didn't believe me when I told them I practiced harder than I played, but it was true, Jordan said. That's where my comfort zone was created. By the time the game came, all I had to do was react to what my body was already accustomed to doing. That's why when you hear coaches talk about the preparation, let's go back to something I talked about earlier in the week with Sal Palantonio. The subject of John Reed came up. Now, John Reed is not going to be a first-round pick. John Reed's not going to be picked on the second day. John's going to be picked on the third day in all likelihood, realistically. But John Reed has good feet, has a good eye for the ball, and above all, and above all, John Reed watches video. And you know how meticulous John Reed is calling video, uh, looking at video? Before a practice, he will watch video of Penn State's receivers. Why? He had to cover them in practice. So he wanted to make sure he had them scouted outright. Now he'd also flip it around and read would then talk to the receivers and tell them, I saw this on tape, I saw that on tape. Because then they'd say, what are you seeing? And he'd tell them. See, this is where practice, if you really understand practice, and this is why I go every day, football, basketball, I go every day. That's part of my preparation. I'm not sitting there practicing the game in my head, but I'm coming up with little things here and there Okay, so let's talk about the. I just gave you the Reed story. Look at the Reed story as I'm at practice. It's the way it is. And that's why you go. You need your preparation, whether you're a coach, a player, a broadcaster, has to be top, it has to be top notch. I mean, great things happen when preparation meets opportunity. Preparation, when preparation meets opportunity, great things happen. I did some morning shows, and uh, the hard part was the prep. Yes. The easy part was doing the show. Yeah, because you were, the easy part was doing the show, Mark, because you were already prepared. Now, by the time you're doing it, it's second nature to you. Yep. Yeah, and that's what and that's what Jordan's talking about. There are a lot of people who want to be great, and there are some that don't end up being great because they don't put in the other work to do it. It doesn't just happen. Jackie McMullen writes, I've known Jordan for more than three decades. Much of his coming of age unfolded on the Boston Garden Parquet. Larry Bird catapulted me from an ordinary Joe to a somebody, Joe Jordan told her, of the 63-point playoff performance in 86 when Bird famously declared, that's God as Michael Jordan. She says she was in Richfield, Ohio for the shot in 89 that went over Chris uh, Elo and was there for the first title run over the Lakers in 91. She writes, I'm reminded, though, of that time in Birmingham in 1994. Jordan, back to basics. 
immersing himself in a game that he loved since he was a small child. He knew there were critics who thought he was delusional, self-indulgent, but he didn't care. He gushed about his teammates who played for pennies instead of millions, whose work ethic rejuvenated and inspired him. Jordan said, quote, it's genuine down here. Why did he turn his back in the NBA? He was the most dominant player and the most dominant personality, winning title after title. His answer astonished Jackie McMullen. People got bored with my skills, he answered. And what I accomplished was no longer viewed as excellence. By 1998, he had certainly recaptured the world's attention. 22 years later, this is now another refresher on that Michael Jordan. Interesting column and article by Jackie McMullen. As usual, Jackie McMullen is one of the great, great writer-reporters ever. Okay. Take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. It's interesting about the um, basically Jordan saying it's like, you know, like everybody kind of thinks what he's doing is commonplace. I've talked about that before. And again, I've always prefaced my comments about viewing greatness um, this way. That what I'm about to say is not in any way, shape, or form a criticism of ESPN. Zero. No criticism. ESPN does a brilliant job of their highlight packages. Brilliant. You know, games, moments, things like that. ESPN's highlight packages are awesome. What highlight packages do, though, is they give you the perception that if you watch enough of them over a period of time, they make all this stuff seem commonplace. They make it seem like, well, yeah, well, everybody does that. I've already seen it 212 times. Uh, yeah, 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 you know, it's not the only guy I ever saw go over a wall and get the ball. I mean, I've seen that 50 times this year. And, and again, it's, this is not ESPN's fault. It's their job to present highlights. But it makes, I think it makes the average fan think that this stuff is commonplace. This is why they are great, why certain athletes are so great, and why certain moments are so incredible. Because it really is out of the ordinary. 
yeah, you may look over. I mean, you're going to watch the special with Jordan. You're going to see some shots, and it's going to, like some are going to look the same. I mean, do you know how hard it is to do that stuff? I mean, can we do it? We can't do it. That's why it's so remarkable. We can't do it. And that's what makes it different, special, and incredible. Yet we see it over and over and over again to the point where we're lulled into thinking it's commonplace when it is far from commonplace. The old quote from the great movie in A League of Their Own, if it was easy, everybody could do it. But it's special because it is hard. It's special because it is hard. If it was easy, anybody could do it. And that's why I think we marvel at sport. I mean, look, we all can't wait to get it back. Somebody said me, somebody, I was interviewed by somebody this week, and they said, you know, what do you miss most about sports? And I said, announcing it. <laughs> Two words. There's nothing like sitting in a booth, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, whatever it may be, and describing it, describing the great accomplishments of people. CBSSports.com today uh, did a, a piece on their 15 breakout college basketball players from last season going into next season, and one of them was Myron Jones of Penn State. You know how much I've enjoyed announcing Myron Jones games Penn State? We're only talking about a breakout game when you're in the Breslin Center in East Lansing against a great team in Michigan State, and he goes six for eight in three-pointers and scores 20 points. Well, you cherish those nights that you are the one that is sitting there and has the privilege of describing that. And it's a privilege, believe me. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, open until 9 tonight on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage.